0: Welcome to the Great Lakes Golf Podcast, Season 2, Episode 23, alongside Hunter Pulaski live in Petoskey. I am Peter Garber. This crazy show is presented by Reed Furniture in downtown Petoskey. Whatever your furniture need, it's Reed Indeed. Go see Jim. Buy, uh, buy some furniture in downtown Petoskey. Coming up in today's episode, we celebrate a victory from one of our own, Ryan Brem wins the Puerto Rico Open in blowout fashion with his wife on the bag. Lots to recap from that event and celebrate. Happy for Ryan. Obviously getting it into Bay Hill as well and the bloodbath that was the weekend there. Once again, a winning score of 5-under. Scotty Scheffler, the last man standing there. It's his second win in a month? I think a month. Second win in four weeks. Pretty impressive stuff. So he's up to 5th in the official world golf rankings. Uh, we'll take you around the tours as well. Fair getting back in action next week, and lots of college golf to cover. But first, shall we? Just round of applause for for Ryan Bram, huh?
1: Yeah, that's. I think that is our uh, that is our first victory, PJ Tour victory for the podcast for a Michigan player. I believe so. I don't know if we're, if we're allowed to to take any like to accept that anyway but
0: you mean like we have we should no i don't necessarily feel think that I, we played a role no in no no no, no i'm no. pretty sure that we did not no no not definitely not <laughs> for, for
1: far <laughs> from it uh i guess i'm thinking more like it's nice to have a michigan guy win
0: yeah a guy from michigan from mount pleasant went to michigan state actually coached at michigan state for he did a little a, bit a couple years maybe yeah at one point um but a guy that You know, we played in the same tournaments growing up and a guy who is a great representative of the state of Michigan, a really nice guy and has been through a lot in his personal life and his golfing career, in particular the last couple of years, lost his mother last year. So a big deal and something that we should all feel like we can celebrate, even if we didn't actually help him in any material way. We cheered him on and, uh really fun to see him pull through i was ready to sweat it's not easy to sleep on a lead of that size as we've seen this year on the pga tour but boy he had no problems with that it just seems like he was really in a great place all week because he came out of the gates on sunday firing again
1: yeah he couldn't uh it makes the game really easy when you're making everything from from the parking, like he was making putts from 25 feet, 35 feet, 50 feet. It was, and they were just like back of the cup, back of the cup. But it was, so it was, you, you were worried. I was worried about it from that standpoint. And then the fact that there was, the weather was nasty. It was terrible out. So I was like, you just get a couple of those, like the wind starts getting in your head and then like you just mentally drained you. And then by like those last four holes, if it's a four shot lead, I I was here at least, and especially everything they had he had on the line, it was pretty, Pretty, seems like pretty business as usual for him. I was, I was, I was pretty blown away by it all. Yeah,
0: he handled himself really well. I think he shot three under on the front nine on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Turned and made a couple more birdies maybe even to just kind of like, that was <clears throat> enough to probably make the last, you know, several holes there feel a little easier for him. Because he had really built pretty substantial uh lead at that, at that point, so. Yeah, really happy for him. Such a nice guy and a great player. It shows you, to your point about the putting, he's an elite driver of the golf ball, meaning elite uh, in all players in the world elite. When you look at that category in terms of uh, just total driving or certainly driving distance, I mean, he's he's a really great ball striker and has been that way since junior golf, high school golf. Um, you get one hot week with the putter, you get on some greens you like, and all of a sudden you're plus putting, you're gaining strokes on the greens, and you're in contention, which is why, you know, we lean so heavily on the ball striking and hope that we get lucky with the putters because it's so much harder to ride that, that wave. But boy, he got a hot putter at the right time.
1: Yes, he did. I mean, I, just something like the the the. Uh, he has never had a top 10 before in the PGA Tour. So he's the only he's only the second player ever to have their win be also their first top 10. Do you know who the second player is or the well or the, the original player? well, no one enough guy. I don't think he has a ton of wins.
0: Michael Kim.
1: No. He is uh no.
0: One without previously having a top 10.
1: The first time that he won was also his first top 10. This was in two
0: thousand five. Two thousand five. I don't think I'm gonna get it. That's pretty obscure trivia, Hunter. Well, I, but congratulations, you Jason it. Gore. <laughs> okay, yeah, I see that. Yeah, it so, makes sense.
1: Um, six hundred sixty-six thousand dollars won this week at uh. <laughs> At this tournament, I think his career earnings were somewhere in like the mid-800,000s. eight eight So nearly doubled it in one week? Well, no. Pretty close. Oh, oh I, I see. I see. Yes. Yes. Almost. I mean, it was- Not quite, but I mean- Yes. I give, I give you you saying, I
0: was like- It's like a 40%. <laughs> give me a break. You can't give me an- you know, like, I was like, what are you babbling
1: about <laughs> over there?
0: I'm listening to everything that you're saying.
1: Uh, and then I feel like I just, like, this is, I, I looked up, did a bunch of research on, on, uh, Mr. Brem, the, uh, the leader in wins for Michigan State, for the Michigan State program with five, the lowest scoring average, career scoring average with a 73.3 for Michigan State. So, and he was, he was pretty, seems like he was pretty poised and, and ready to come on a tour. Just, and you mentioned his, his ability to hit the driver. Um, fifth, only five guys better than him on tour with a, with a faster ball speed. I think it's just a matter of if he can find the ball after the tee shot, which is, seems to be like what was has always been the issue is if he hits the ball to driver straight, the game becomes pretty easy for him.
0: Yeah, it's certainly a weapon. Yes. And when he can harness it, you know, all of a sudden you're way ahead of the guys you're playing with. You're hitting shorter clubs, you're hitting more grains, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You're creating more opportunities, so... Yeah, I earned three hundred FedEx Cup points in addition to the six hundred and sixty grand. Um,
1: I I think the biggest thing is just the stability that it provides now. Not having to, you have two years now. Because it's of two year exemption. Two year exemption. Uh, no masters, but still the players, still yeah, the PGA champion. Week, which is awesome. PGA Championship. Um, so just to, I don't even think he's he's been on the tour since 2016 maybe something like that Like on and off so he really hasn't had that many starts but to 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 get this out of out of this like in this situation where it was his last medical exemption or his one and only medical exemption start to take advantage of it like this pretty uh, very storybook it's nice to have stories like this in, in this world
0: yeah especially <clears throat> a guy from Michigan that we know so We'll do our best to get him on next week so we can talk to him about his win and hopefully you yep. can have another good put another good week together at Sawgrass this week. I mean, what a great opportunity now. All of a sudden you go from a tournament where you get six hundred and sixty six thousand if you win to a tournament where you get three point six million if you win, the largest purse in golf. So make the cut here, last place, gets you another forty five thousand. Um You know, might as well well keep riding high. And, yeah, boy, you mentioned the wind and and the weather in Puerto Rico. We're in an interesting stretch here now of weather. That was, you know, windy AF conditions in Puerto Rico and in Orlando at Bay Hill. Bay Hill got a little out of control, in my opinion.
1: I'm glad you mentioned that. Over the weekend. Because it seems like a lot of players also had that same thought, and that was one of my notes, that um, (laughs) Arnie (laughs) – Arnie's people better be careful, or his tournament is not going to have any. People. I don't know. Any, really, any players show up when they have the yeah. players, the week after, and then one prep week, and then the Masters. It's like, what are we? Is that that is? There's not another tournament in that in that stretches. We go to Texas one week, and then wait to.
0: I agree with you. I think that that they, they really have to be careful. Yeah. that's winning scores. That course shouldn't yield winning scores. Around five under. I mean, we talked on this podcast about how that, what we, that Hatton four under win, we thought was an outlier because the weather was so bad. and It almost seemed like they latched onto that and thinking that was the version of the tournament that they wanted because I think they had some opportunities to. It wasn't all wind. The firmness of the greens was probably the single largest factor in the high scores, in combination with the tall rough because balls were bounding through greens throughout the weekend and when there's water fronting these greens I know they want guys who are great ball strikers and look Scotty Scheffler won him what does Scotty Scheffler do he's a high ball left to right hitter you know he hits the ball like Jack Nicholas. he's got that big tall sort of move and that was a m- huge advantage for him because he had more height on his approaches coming into these greens. So that's fine. You want that player to sort of, that's the skill set that works at Bay Hill. You want that player to come to the front. Yeah, that's fine. But I mean, that was, those greens don't need to be that firm. You know, you can make your point without, you see what Ches Reeve shot? It
1: throws a lot. Okay, he's not a very high ball hitter.
0: <laughs>
1: Nine, <laughs> no, I was going to say 90. That, that, that's not. I'm going to give a good guess. 83. 84?
0: Well, I have to look it up now, but I believe his two-day total, his, his four-day total was plus 19. Huh. Hang on. I'll pull it up. I had a rough betting week. That's my recap. Did you? Freaking Rory, man. Yeah, well, Rory just killed me on the weekend because that, that was my that was my my big wager of the week was Rory to top ten. The Guy gets on, shoots seven on Thursday, and he shoots whatever it was for the week. I'm getting the leaderboard now, but it wasn't good, and it certainly wasn't in the top ten.
1: No, I think he just he was he was there all all oh, week yeah. until he shot seventy six on. On Sunday, I was I, w- I was getting I couldn't get enough of the people on Twitter saying, "Well, you just got to play it to the you got to play the carry yardage." <laughs> I'm like, that's just not not like quite. There should be. I think Rory put it really well where you, the last thing you want to do, you should penalize bad shots, but when we start penalizing good shots, you kind of that's where it becomes a little bit. It, I don't want to love it, and, and we touched on it, but I just don't I don't see. I don't see a reason why guys would come put themselves through hell for four days right prior to a big stretch of golf that's a lot more important than Arnie's tournament. No it's, offense. No offense to Arnie.
0: It's gonna be a real problem. It, I mean that it was that was too much it was too much. It's it's too much of a grind. I mean and I'm sitting on that hundred to one Horschel ticket for this week and I'm watching this and I'm thinking Gosh, just fade, fade, please, like, get out of there. But instead, he grinds to the very end, gets himself a putt, tie. I'm thinking, he's not going to have a speck of energy left by the time he gets to Sawgrass. He's just going to want to sleep for a week. I mean, I know they're playing golf, but that was a grind.
1: Oh, yeah. I was really – uh I kind of thought Victor had that thing locked up. I don't really know what – uh that I think he had a he had a bogey on seventeen. Victor, is that right? Sixteen or seventeen? That par three, where Scotty made a par, and then I thought Victor was going to make that uh, that chip shot in eighteen, or that shot in eighteen that he
0: hit. So briefly coming back to the leaderboard, there were five scores in the eighties on Sunday. Party Marty Laird shot eighty in a lot of my DraftKings lineups. Paul Casey shot eighty three. Lucas Glover shot 81. Honor Bon Lahiri shot 82. Ches Reeve shot 83 for a four day total of plus 19. And Troy Merritt fell 48 places on Sunday, shooting a final round 87. 71, 72, 74, 87.
1: So. What was that? What did that scorecard look like? Was that just a bunch of bogeys or a few big numbers? Was he just playing? Was he from start to finish? You know it day. is
0: interesting that you do see the guys were shooting 43s and 45s and stuff and it was just they're making 6 7 bogeys aside. Yeah. In Troy Merritt's case, I mean he shot 87. So he made some doubles. He made four doubles, three on the back to go along with seven bogeys. How many pars? For so a 15 over total. So he had zero birdies. Seven pars. By the way, Brem didn't make a single bogey on Sunday. When you have a huge lead on Sunday on the PGA Tour and you don't make a single bogey, you are so dialed in. Oh, yeah. That is so impressive. Okay, again with the API, I have such a blind spot for Gary Woodland. I was terrified he was going to win because I had actually thought about betting him for the first time probably ever. And then that bunker shot, can you even believe that he hit that shot? On seventeen.
1: Did you honestly think that Gary Woodland was going to win that tournament? I did when he made the when he made the putt when he made the eagle putt So he was up by 16. he was up by one. With, with, he's ahead with Scotty Victor and everyone else is behind him. Horschel, I'm thinking all right on his tail with sixteen still to play, all down by one. You thought Gary Woodland was going to win that? tournament?
0: Yeah, I did because <laughs> I, I thought he was going to. I thought five under. No, he was six. Sorry, he was six under at that point. So I I was technically I was correct. He got to six under, and I thought. He's going to shoot 6-under and nobody else is going to get to 6-under, which nobody did. But he didn't do that. He doubled 17 and bogeyed 18 to tie for 5th. I mean, he barely hit in each way. And Kirk basically did the same thing where he was like, looked around and was like, oh, snap. Walks off 13 at 5-under and promptly bogeys the next two in a row before paring out. But I think he's another good play at Sawgrass. He's one of the few guys in the field this week who actually has consistent history at Sawgrass, which is really hard to come by because it's highly variable. But I don't think he's missed a single cut. Chris Kirk at TPC Sawgrass. So
1: he looks like he's just playing around a golf on Sunday, like on on a a Sunday at a Muni, just just going out there for a stroll. He just looks so relaxed and like carefree. And yeah,
0: I mean, like his swing is is very relaxed and carefree. Yeah, how do you do that?
1: You're asking the wrong guy. <laughs>
0: Mine's so herky-jerky, and like, <laughs> I just look like I've, you know, not like him. Nope. Not like I'm super, super confident. Um, yeah, it's crazy when you look at this leaderboard from the Arnold Palmer because it doesn't feel like you're just looking at any of the guys that you watched play golf on TV. You know, at the top, it's like, okay, we saw the last couple groups. But Hatton ended up in second. He's the guy that I ended up live betting because mm-hmm. I saw the way that the tournament was going and I was like, oh, he's there. He's played, t-. this was Sunday morning, he played terrible on Saturday and lost his composure. Otherwise, <clears throat> he probably, <clears throat> maybe not probably, but I mean to only finish one stroke out and shoot, shoot 78 on Saturday.
1: This is, this is Hatton. Hatton lost his composure? Yeah, big surprise. Color me shocked. Yeah, I love Haddon. I think he's like, he's a sneaky top five favorite player. Like, there are videos of him that I, I just like, I'll search his name on Twitter just to watch some of those funny, like him hitting a really bad golf shot. His, I hope he, he better end up in a booth at some Suncrass point.
0: Stalker feels like a good course for him. Yeah, it seems like, <clears throat> I mean, he's, he misses some shots kind of wide. So maybe that's not enough, but. Back to the weather thing. We're gonna have to get weather at Sawgrass. Have you looked at the forecast?
1: Oh, it looks bad. Which you—it's meant-
0: gonna be a tough week for watching golf, folks. We're gonna get stops and starts. We're gonna get thunderstorms. Like they're gonna be called off the golf course. It's gonna be herky jerky. We might not be finishing. Tomorrow's around until Friday. Friday's around until Saturday. Like, the good news is, it looks like Sunday is gonna be dry. However, it's going to be a high of 54 <laughs> degrees in northern Florida. Which, that feels like a, like, fi- a like, 50, like
1: 54 here feels warm. But for some reason, I don't know how it happens, but in Florida, 54 feels cold. <laughs> so cold.
0: So it like, makes I, me like, for as I look at Sawgrass, I, it makes me kind of like some of these guys. Like these Euros or guys that handle like the API well. Hatton. Uh, But I just don't know. Like, What do you think? Do they have enough? If you just went through that gauntlet of golf, are you feeling like you're ready to go take on Sawgrass? Are you feeling like you have just played in a major, basically, and you need a week off?
1: I, I, I see. I've always thought that like when you go play a hard golf course, when you come back and play, and not to say that Sawgrass is easy, but it's a hell of a lot easier than what, uh, Bay Hill was playing on Sunday, that at least like when you, you will feel, I think you just you'll instantly feel more comfortable there just because it it, it is playing easier,
0: but I, I don't know. Well, you I, might I, find I, me I, placing a wager on either Tyrell Hatton or uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick in that case, because if it's those guys really hung in there last week, Fitzpatrick is a horse for corset. As Patrick loves this Florida golf, I feel like he plays well at Hilton Head, which is another Pete Dye, right? Mm -hmm. This Pete Dye, this goofy setup that kind of just some players don't really do well on. He seems to pass the Pete Dye test, if you will. And you can get some really decent... I mean, there's soft pricing across the board this week, but you can get some decent numbers on those two guys. I saw Hatton numbers in the 70s to win this golf tournament. He's probably... I don't know where he is exactly, but he's probably about in that same world ranking range as as Horschel, like the low to mid-20s, I would guess. I would think so. Perfectly within perfectly capable of winning in a field like this even though some people might be surprised by it when
1: was the last time that that we had weather issues you remember i don't think like I, 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 to the point where i almost forgot that there that was a possibility i don't i can't mm-hmm. think of it like the honda obviously but it was i was for like a whole i can't remember the last time we had a weather delay
0: no me either now
1: i don't think it's happened in i don't think it's happened in i'm willing to say a year we haven't had any like serious weather.
0: Yeah, I guess we should be. We shouldn't be complaining. We'll try to remember that when you start complaining, or when I start complaining in the next couple of days. Oh, it's thunderstorming. I can't. My players can't make bogeys and ruin my day. Um. All right. Should we go around the tours in college? Get the Michigan update on the Michigan college golf scene. Yes. Before coming back for a full preview and. And uh, picks for TPC Sawgrass. Any last thoughts on API or the Puerto Rico Open? Um,
1: no, but I I do think um, I would be I would be shocked if Victor Hovland does not win a major this year. I would be very shocked. I think he he hung in there, obviously very well on Sunday. Had like he's just
0: the chipping he, is a serious problem <clears throat> and the sand play.
1: I think that it was I think, I think that sand was was terrible. I think it was heavy as all. It was. It heavy. was heavy I've never seen heavier sand on the PGA. It looked like we were playing a that lot baby. A
0: balls plugging.
1: Yeah, which is which is it, that that is like a the quintessential bad sand is plug lies. So it just so that and then that rough. I mean, we're we we're not going to see that rough. That's like a one. That's a one time a year kind of rough.
0: Yeah, and the yeah, and the U.S. Open. Two times a year, maybe. Yeah,
1: I don't know if it gets that thick at the U.S. Open. It was it was that, that rough was so long and lush everywhere.
0: It was those balls were they needed spotters like every twenty yards up the up the fairways because those balls were. Burrowing into the grass, are like snakes. You never find them in there.
1: Well, those retirees are probably the, that's a tough week for them. They have to like, yeah. I imagine those golf balls. They're
0: like, gonna there's not only are they gonna lose field strength, they're gonna lose volunteers if they don't get <laughs> this. <laughs> lose volunteers in the. They're grass. gonna be like, man, that was too hard. I'm out.
1: Yeah. No, I tread lightly. API. I, that's my my closing thoughts on the API. Um.
0: And my <clears> closing thoughts on the week are. Congratulations, Ryan Brem. What a week. Yes. Way to go, dude.
1: Very cool story. Excited to see what he does here the next couple years with some full status.
0: All right. Uh,
1: Really big week for uh, Michigan College Golf. We had two champions uh, over the week. Uh, We will start with the Michigan boys who were playing at the Desert Mountain Collegiate in Scottsdale March 5th and 6th. They ended up uh, winning. Uh, four, with a four-shot win, total of 873. They had four, uh, rather three, Wolverines finish inside the top 20. Uh, the best finish being uh, freshman Hunter Thomas from, I'm not sure where he's from, but uh, second-place finish, and now they're off. They're also in Louisiana next week. They're at the Louisiana Classics March 14th and 15th in Lafayette. So the, wow, should
0: we, do we need to be going to Louisiana <laughs> Yeah. If we were ever going to go, this is the yeah, time. Yeah, this is the t- we can make we a were, stop in New Orleans and yeah. do some beignets. Um, we missed Mardi Gras, though,
1: right? We did. Yes, unfortunately. Well, I'm too old for Mardi Gras. Fortunately, we missed it. Um, they after after what we we both said was a pretty lackluster start. I think they had a tenth tenth place finish out of 15 teams in Las Vegas last week. So obviously, uh, that's a big turnaround. Trending in the right. Direction.
0: Who were who else was up on that leaderboard? Do you have the other teams? Like, the, can you give us the top five finishers teams?
1: I can. Uh, the top five finishers uh, for teams was uh, Michigan first place, UAB in second place, Little Rock in third place, Nebraska in fourth
0: place, Mississippi State in fifth place. Okay. Okay. Some decent competition in there. Yeah, no, nothing. A nothing. win's a win is a win, baby. Yes, it is. Go Blue. Uh, moving on to the and a freshman and a fellow hunter. Yes, Not to cut fel- you off, but fellow fellow hunters. Hunters stand um, strong.
1: Hunters are staying strong. You know, I don't see many hunters these days. Hunter Hunter had a short lifespan in the name world, only about ten years, I think. And then, you know, see hunters these days, kid hunters.
0: Well, it's good because it's good to be. One of a kind, Hunter, which you are. Thank you.
1: All right, moving on to the Michigan girls, also victorious. Uh, at, wow! At, how about that? Yes, uh, co medalist honors, but we will.
0: That counts too. Yes,
1: it sure does. So that was at the uh, the Gator, the Gators Invitational in Gainesville. Uh, Ashley. Uh, Lau uh, wins her second consecutive tournament, finishing at minus seven. The Wolverines now are off to Briars Creek Invitational uh, Monday and Tuesday, March 14th and 15th. And that is. If it's also in Louisiana, I'm going to appreciate it no, they were they were in they were in Louisiana last month. They were at uh, they were New Orleans, the Two win Classic. They're in uh, Johns Island, South Carolina, March fourteenth and fifteenth. So we will uh, let you know how they do there.
0: Two individual medalists Wins in a row, huh? Yes. Ashley La. way to go. Yeah, she seems to be sorry uh, for mispronouncing that. Nope. <laughs> I'm just saying <laughs> no, no, no. how Hunter said it. No, no, no.
1: I even looked up that one. I, you it, did. It, like it had it. Well, it was right there in front of my face, so I, I looked at it. Why it looked why, it
0: found you to prevent you from mispronouncing.
1: Why her every tour doesn't have this?
0: <laughs> I don't True. know. True. But good, the yeah.
1: Michigan the Michigan website has pronunciations. That's smart. Praise them.
0: That's awesome. Seven hundred too. That's good.
1: Yeah. No, she. I mean, she seems to be uh, a pretty good player. Rocket, rocking and rolling so far. Uh, moving on to the Michigan State side of things. Uh, the Michigan State boys finished fifth at the uh, Colton River Collegiate. Uh, they were led by freshman Ashton McCullough, who tied for sixth place. Uh, James Piat finished t uh, twelfth, uh, and they just. They ended up losing to Cincinnati on Friday in that duel that we talked about last week. Uh, But Cincinnati ended up finishing second behind uh, Georgia Georgia Southern, I believe, at the uh, Colton River Collegiate. The boys are now, I want to say they're off for a week maybe. Let me just see real quick. They are now actually off for about a month, a little bit, a little bit over a month. They're not playing again until the Rutherford, April sixteenth and seventeenth in uh, Pennsylvania. And finally, the Michigan State girls also played in the um, Gator Invitational at, in Gainesville. They finished fifth place. Uh, Valerie Plata was the top finisher. She finished fourth place. They are now off until the end of the end of March when they have the Clemson Invitational in Clemson, South Carolina. All right. Uh, no, as, as we already discussed, there is no corn ferry this week. They are off until they uh, start their Louisiana swing. Next week, the uh, the old guys are off for at least – Another week or two. But the LPGA is back in session. Uh they were at the HSBC Women's World Championship in Singapore. Jin Young Ko took home the medalist honors. That is her fourth win in five starts. Her fifth the one that she didn't win, she finished a measly tied sixth. Unreal uh she's 26 years old only been on a tour for three years <laughs> I, I don't know I, that and then so she's won four out of five with a sixth sixth place finish. her her sixth tournament was a t second go back two more tournaments which were like mid-20 finishes wins more wins Pretty good.
0: So she wins. Her win equity is rather high.
1: Yeah, she. I mean, I think she. Yeah, she's clearing at a at a clip right We're now. We're talking about is, like is, Tiger
0: Woods type situation here.
1: Exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 It kind of feels like that. Um, let me, because I mean, this is you see. I think this. I feel like you see this on the women's game more than the men's game, where these where ladies, these ladies are able to just go on these these little heaters that are a lot more prolonged than than the guys ever seem to be able to to uh make it last but this is i mean this is pretty incredible let me see if i can find yeah so in 2021 she uh win t6 win win t2nd t6th win
0: and say your name again
1: uh jin young ko pretty
0: she- incredible
1: and then in the Evian Championship, she had a T60. I don't know what the heck got into her that week. But then she won the week prior. So, I'll, so she in the last in the last like ten tournaments, she's hitting it over like a sixty five seventy percent clip of winning.
0: Should we just be betting her to win every week? I don't know what the numbers are, but like if Ram is eight to one, what is she? Two to one.
1: Rom's eight one, he he only wins one time a year. Yeah, I'm, I know I'm, I'm a, what? Yeah.
0: That's what I mean. <laughs> like you think we got a a youth movement and a, a newcomer blowing up the scene on the PGA tour and Scotty Scheffler. It's like that pales in comparison to what's going on over on the ladies tour.
1: Well now I have to I have to look and see what her odds are. Assuming that she is playing she is she is not playing. She's not playing. So she's taking the week off. Rightfully, she yeah. That's she seems, deserves it.
0: Yeah. Kick your feet up, girl.
1: So yeah, Brooke, Brooke Henderson is, is leading uh, the odds board, followed by Danielle Kang and uh, Minji Lee.
0: What kind of numbers are we looking at over there? Eight, eleven, and twelve, respectively. Ooh, it's pretty short. Pretty short. Maybe, Yowza! Yeah. Usually. Meanwhile, we got super soft pricing on the. Men's side
1: this week. So
0: right, shall so, we go to Sagar or are you Yeah, are you no, here? that's really
1: all I have. Uh just the last I have for the uh LPJ, they are off to Thailand, which I might have already said. The Honda, the, uh Thailand Honda this week. But um but yeah. How old is uh Jin Young Ko. Yeah. Uh she is twenty six.
0: That's right, twenty six. Yeah.
1: So uh just so what a know. run. And I know and I, and I will try to figure out before next week if, obviously it's every part of the game, but there has to be, like, she just has to be able, like, make everything, or, like, there has to be something.
0: Is she really long? I thought she's kind of had, like, a, she's kind of small. No? Hey, you- not, like, no, nah, I don't mean that, and that's not a, no, no, I, I, didn't I didn't mean know. that. Like- I don't know why you <laughs> I know. just mean like she doesn't look like somebody who would be su Like she doesn't look like Bryson or whatever. Where it's like, oh, that guy probably yeah, no, bottoms, I, you know?
1: yeah, no. She she I
0: I don't know who the equivalent of that would be on the LPGA tour. They all hit it far. Lexi hits it far.
1: So since two thousand seven, since two thousand seventeen, I believe two thousand eighteen, she has thirteen wins, two majors. So, obviously, just here in her last.
0: <clears throat> well, she's making a strong case for 2022 LPGA Player of the Year. I think so. She's coming out of the gates uh, I firing. I think so. We might be looking at a few more victories than 13 and another major or two this year.
1: Well, she was already a player. She was player of the Year last year as well.
0: Two in a row, maybe. Yeah.
1: All right, that's uh, that's really all I have for for around the tours. Congratulations to the Michigan teams. People are asking, Michigan's a golf school.
0: You know, those of us who know know. Yeah, it's just a good school. That's what it is.
1: Indeed. All right. Well, you know, move move on.
0: Let's talk about sawgrass.
1: Yeah. One of my favorite weeks of the year.
0: You think so? I love Sawgrass. I don't know why, but I'm not quite as like infatuated with this event as everyone else. I guess it's like, still like, a TPC. I mean, it's not like this is the greatest course in the world. We give it a little too much credit, maybe, but it does. I mean, it's exciting because there's every kind of a Pete Dye delivers in the sense that guys will be making eagles late in the round on Sunday and you know, then you got the island green and then eighteen's a you know behemoth of a hole. So Adam Scott hit it in the lake left there and then get it up and down to win by a stroke. Justin Thomas last year nearly drove it in the water left on eighteen with that ropey hook that just skirted past the edge.
1: Somehow a ball that was hooking thirty yards right to left. Bounced also right. bounced right.
0: Unbelievable. Me. I Tell was me
1: physics isn't something something
0: dude. I was gonna there. collapse. I had like a twenty two to one on Justin Thomas. That's where I started. This is about the time last year that I think we started this podcast. I think so.
1: It make it would make sense that we're getting close to like fifty two, which would be our.
0: Mm-hmm. That's a good thing in there.
1: Yeah, so we're getting there.
0: But yeah, it's, that was a really good number on Justin Thomas, and we. Picked that up and that was nice, even though he I nearly collapsed when he hit his drive on eighteen because I thought, What have you done? Going straight for the water. Oh my gosh, it's fine. Um so, uh, and there's some really soft numbers again this week on some premium players because everybody comes and plays in this event. It is, like I said earlier, the largest person golf. Twenty million dollars. That's nine million more than the Masters. The winner gets 3.6 mil here. The top 35 finishers or some ridiculous number are all gonna make six figures. So if you qualify for this and you're not here, you're rich.
1: Like the only person I've seen that has withdrawn or Withdrew from the tournament, as Kevin Na, who's having a child, having his third child, I believe.
0: Did have his third child, in fact. Well, then, get,
1: get back. I don't here. think he's coming back. <laughs> get back here, Kevin.
0: Um, so I, think I believe that, the child's name is Logan, if I'm not mistaken. Good name. Congratulations to Kevin and the family. I believe that's their third child.
1: Call him Log for a nickname. Um, what was I just gonna say. Oh, so the reason I think the reason why I like TPC Sawgrass, I th- I feel like you. You were able to say that how many tournaments are there in a year on the PJ Tour? Like four? F- how many courses? I guess we'll say like between forty and fifty courses that like, that have that see PJ Tour stop somewhat regularly. I, I feel like you were able to say you've been to like twenty to twenty five of those courses, where like TPC Sawgrass was always the one of the marquee courses on any of the Tiger Woods games. So like that is just one that just, I know that course like the back of my hand because I've played, cause I've played it so many times in the metaverse. But I've played it.
0: That counts, right?
1: Oh yeah, a lot cheaper, heck a lot cheaper than. Playing, yeah, I think playing it costs metaverse. a pretty well, I think penny it's
0: like, to pay. Do you know what the greens fees are here? I want to say five hundred. See that, the, like to me, that's almost not even worth it.
1: No, it's not. It's not. It's not absolutely not
0: worth it. It's pretty crazy. Because what do you? Well wow, the numbers are not as soft as they. Are. There, I think there's the other thing is to look out for. There looks to be some fairly significant variance book to book on some of these numbers. This week, meaning FanDuel, DraftKings, you know, whatever points bet, whatever you use. There's less consensus this week about how to price these fields. So you're going to want to look around, and make sure you're actually getting the best number. For example, Adam Scott's 30 to 1 to win on DraftKings. He's 55 to 1 to win on FanDuel. So look in both places and what whatever else you got too. And as soon as DraftKings and FanDuel want to give us some money, we will go ahead and just tell you to bet with with them but until that we'll tell you to go get the best number Lowry is 50 to 1 on DraftKings opposite 36 to 1 on FanDuel um, so Sawgrass as you know Hunter from playing there a million times is like 7200 yards par 72 basically all 4 of the par 5s are scoreable and even eagleable we get some pretty good scoring here for a premier type event. You know, there's going to be a f- plenty of birdies. Um, it's a Pete Dye course. It's fairly tight off the T it's, you know, it has some weirdness to it, you know, that Pete Dye has in terms of visual trying to create visual challenges. And then, you know, like making you look at things you don't want to look at, I guess, for lack of a better word. And then there's a, you know, there's a lot of water. It's Florida, and the wind can get up. You know, seventeen, the green's an island. Eighteen, there's a giant, you know, lake all the way down the left side. Um, there's water on sixteen that comes into play up by the green, and it's not so much a driver's course in the sense that you can't really overpower sawgrass because of where it's dog-legging and where some of the bunkers are placed. and So you'll see a lot, plenty of guys clubbing down off the tee uh, on several holes, just as we saw last week at the API, though this course is much shorter. It's about 250 yards shorter and I think it plays quite a bit shorter because um the difference in the par fives being so much more scoreable. And then we're gonna have wet and the weather is a huge part of the story this week thunderstorms in the forecast for Thursday for Friday more rain in the forecast for Saturday Sunday finally clear clearish skies but cold temperatures. So wet conditions, potentially windy conditions. The golf course playing a little bit longer than normal. The golf course potentially looking different and playing different than it has in past years. I don't really ever remember having poor weather at this event. So it could make the golf course a little bit different and then potentially bring out some different guys than maybe what we're used to. It also could keep the winning score down lower than what, it's, what it customarily uh, might be. Uh, past winners quickly. Justin Thomas we mentioned uh, that was minus, minus 14. 2020 was the year that was canceled. You may remember Matsuyama shot 9 under in the first round there that year. McElroy won in 19. So maybe he has. He must have miscut sandwiched around that victory. So he miscut in 18 and last year. Uh, Webb Simpson won the year before that. Siwoo Kim, who was the last real long shot to win here, I believe that was one. Jason Day in 16. Ricky Fowler in 2015. Martin Keimer 2014. Uh, Tiger Woods 2013. Matt Kutcher. KJ Choi. As you noticed, and even Tim Clark the year before that. Henrik Stenson. Sergio's win was way back in 2008. These are not bombers by any stretch of the imagination this is more about the second shot and this week potentially more about the scrambling if the weather uh, becomes a factor the lowest of those winning scores was Siwoo at minus 10 except for this year that sergio won that was only minus 5 so like we said kind of at the top if it's really tough and it kind of resembles api do some of the euros Come through you know like if it's another single Digit does that mean Fitzpatrick Hatton Are are back in play I mean I think there's you know Reason to think that that's the case So also Some of the like Last year of the 20 highest priced players on the Odds board Like only four Finished in the top 25 So this is not one of those Tournaments where Everybody at the top will play well. Guys from the top will miss the cut because there will be water balls. There will be, uh, you know, big numbers, that kind of thing. It's it's high variability. And again, the history is not super predictive in terms of who's going to play well here. So I've already been betting this tournament. Well, first, Hunter, did I miss anything?
1: No, not that I can think of. Greens look they they're going to be. Very quick, so I'll be curious to see how how they manage thirteen, thirteen feet greens or thirteen foot greens with those winds that are expected on Saturday. But that'll be be interesting to see.
0: Yeah, it'll be a balancing act for maintenance crew, and I'm guessing the setup guys because they're going to be getting wet too. Yeah,
1: so I don't. But
0: they t- have sub air at Sawgrass, which apparently can dry out the greens really fast.
1: Okay. Borderline instantly.
0: Yeah, which so I don't know crazy. that the moisture on the greens will become a huge issue. I think Hunter's right. Probably. If you're looking for tiebreakers, guys who putt well on fast greens, might be something to look at. Like I said, I've been betting this event already. I'm a big dumb idiot. Um, Horschel one. i am in <laughs> on. Which may have slightly overlooked him last week because I didn't have a ticket last week. Granted, that ticket didn't hit, but I definitely saw him as more of a sawgrass play than an API play. Now that the weather's going to be bad, I'm less convinced that Horschel's going to be a factor. Plus, I worry about, I do have sincere worries about some of these guys who were in the last few groups last week being burned out.
1: He's going to be like crawling up there. He's going to be crawling down the 18, trying to get to the clubhouse. He's so tired. Horschel.
0: Lowry, I bet at 50 to 1. Scott, of course, I bet Adam Scott, 50 to 1. Speaking of overlooking guys, I have a Scotty Scheffler ticket, <laughs> 28 to 1. These are all, these bets were previous to to last week. That's probably obvious, but, um, and be, because I'm a glutton for punishment and a complete fool, I have a Bo Hostler ticket. Wow. 180 to 1. Only <laughs> 180. I could get it at four hundred to one right now.
1: You keep you're the one you're the one keeping those these books licensed. I'm on.
0: I'm I'm helping them right now. You're right. You're right. Bo hostler. <laughs> I, I can see them like a Bo
1: Hossler ticket are coming across their screen. They just <laughs> and they they go grab their buddies from here. Hey, come look at this Bo Someone who just bet a Bo Hostler ticket.
0: <laughs> to win the players. Not even can like colonial. Be, can you believe this? He's gonna win in Texas probably. <laughs> yeah, that would be.
1: That'd be something. He's not from he's Texas. He's Playing great. Is he? Just he went to school there. He, he's he's from California, isn't he? Or Florida? Uh,
0: he went to school at Texas, and he plays well in Texas. I don't know where he's from. Good enough.
1: But he's knowing one the players,
0: though. No, probably not. No, that that would be that would be. A, that'd be a big surprise. <laughs>
1: yeah, sure would be.
0: But I mean. <laughs> There, it's not impossible. Like, it's the course is weird. How and the weather's he... gonna be weird. We might get this. Could be a weird year. So it's not outside the realm of possibility that, in soft pricing, that somebody, um, a long shot could win. How's he look I on like the model? He's in good form.
1: Does he? Does he fill fill out well in the model?
0: Of course not. <laughs> stats probably suck. He gains so many strokes putting, <laughs> but he's been hitting it fine. He's been playing it well. Not every guy's gonna grade out well on the model, Hunter. No, no,
1: no, they won't.
0: So, and then obviously I haven't bet anybody besides Scheffler under fifty to one. I'm gonna add one more player from near the top. Should I go through the odds board? I'll just do DraftKings, but these books are all over the place. Rom and Thomas ten to one. Morikawa and McElroy sixteen. Scheffler and Cantley 20. The Sun DraftKings. Hovland, 22. Matsuyama, Shoffley, 25. Berger, 30 with Cam Smith, Brooks Kepka. Adam Scott. Shop Berger. If you want to bet Berger, which I think might be a good play. Obviously played well at the Honda before falling apart on Sunday. I, I saw 40. I've seen Brooks at 50. DJ is priced behind Brooks at 35. He's one of the guys that actually has a pretty decent record. 40 for Fitzpatrick is probably fair. 40 for Speeth, 40 for Sergio is ridiculous. Zalatoris is 40. I think he's actually going to be popular this week despite having a couple of rough rounds last week. Neiman Sungjay along with Lowry at 50. Louis Oostein has a second place here. He's 55-1. to 1, Seems crazy. There's Horschel. Maybe I should just sell that ticket to some poor sap. At 55, with Burns and Henley. Gooch, who played well last week and played well here last year, had a top 10, is 65 to 1, along with former winner Seawood Kim. Abraham Answer, who has a good record here. There's Tyrrell Hatton at 65 to 1 on DraftKings. Corey Connors, who will I will be playing in DraftKings this week, is 70 to 1. Paul Casey, 70 to 1. Mark Leishman. Back where he belongs at 80 to 1. Tony Finow 80 to 1. Webb Simpson, healthy enough to play, 80 to 1. Tommy Fleetwood, 80 to 1. Gary Woodland, coming off consecutive top fives, 80 to 1. Right where he should be. Max Homa, Hunter's boy, 80 to 1. <laughs> Jason Day, 90 to 1, along with Jason Kokrak. Rounding it out at 100 to 1. Kirk Rose Norin. Notables above that. Cameron Young continues to be hot. He's 130 to 1. Lee Westwood, who had the lead here last year and played well at API the week before, is 150 to 1. That would be wild. Uh, Keith Mitchell, who I and lots of people loved last week, he did not play well, is 150 to 1. Johnny Vegas, who has a good record here, is 150 to 1. And then let's, can we talk about Brian Harmon? At 150-1, to you like Brian Harmon. I do. You like to bet Brian Harmon. I do. He was third here last year.
1: (laughs) Well, I'll be darned.
0: Or maybe tied for fourth, or he finished two back. I mean, there's some crazy numbers in here. Bubba Watson is 180-1. to Well,
1: let's not pretend like Brian Harmon hasn't. Brian Harmon was a borderline different player for like a three- or four-month stretch last year. He just hasn't been there this year.
0: Yeah, you're probably right. It's probably a little bit of a reach. I don't know, even know
1: what, because it was right when the podcast started and I loved Brian Harmon because he was winning bets left and right. He was playing cash, well. Cash and checks and now I don't know.
0: I never see his name anymore. Aaron Wise, 200-1. He's been playing all right. <laughs> CT Pan, 200-1. He plays well on Pita. He, played well at, he plays well at Hilton Head. Probably a bit of a reach down here.
1: Yeah, we're getting we're getting into we're gonna stretch, Charlie Hoffman two hundred
0: fifty to one, Joel Damon two hundred fifty to one. Okay, no love, no love from Hunter. Okay, well that's your odds board. I a couple of guys that kind of have my attention. I'm not betting anybody ten to one. Morikawa at sixteen to one is the first guy I thought about. Morikawa and Can'tley to me typify what can do well here, meaning. They gain fairways. They are not wild off the tee. They can get it in the fairway. They're not going to lose tons of strokes on wild shots. And then they excel approaching the green. Cantlay is also a great putter. <clears throat> it would make sense for Cantlay coming off the year that he's had and then continued good form. Didn't play great at Genesis, but he didn't play poorly. I've seen numbers in the 25. So Morakawa 16 is kind of interesting to me. Can't lay if you can get it in the mid 20s is kind of interesting to me.
1: It's such a weird I don't know how he has man he's only made two out of his four cuts here. He doesn't have a top 20. Patrick. <clears throat> I don't know how for a guy that is so consistent how he's managed to miss 50% of the cuts here.
0: I think it's just because this freaking course does that to people. To me, this golf course is if you're playing well, if you're in good form you'll be fine if you're fighting it at all he is going to he's going to punish punish you mm-hmm. you're going to end up making some high numbers so you know i think cantley's in terrific form right now like i'm not going to bet rory it's 16 to 1 hovland's the other guy that feels like he makes so much sense here but if it gets if the weather gets bad and it's harder to hit greens, and all of a sudden, it's more of a chipping contest. He's screwed.
1: I think you you are you're picking the API to be like he's bad at chipping again. Where like I don't think you could be a good chipper at that golf course. So, but his chipping stats are fine. They've got a lot better. They're better than what they, they're a lot better than what they were last year at this time. Yeah. So, He's yeah, certainly
0: improving. Year. It's just like we saw last week that it's still in there. And the putting is not enough. Like, it's one no. thing if you can't, you're not a great scrambler, but you are a good enough putter to make up for it. couldn't make anything on Sunday. I mean, even that putt on 18, that was right in the jaws. He left it short. That was brutal. I don't know. 22 is a fair number, even for a guy with chipping issues. I'll just put it that way. Mm-hmm. So, like. If, that, and if I ended up getting a better number on Hovland than I got on Cantley, I'd probably go with Hovland. But I, I grouped those three kind of together at the top as the guys I like the most because I think they fit what you need to do well here and they're in good form. And then I might, you know, I could see myself potentially getting to Fitzpatrick maybe. I was convinced for a long time that Hideki was going to win this tournament. And for some reason, I just don't feel it anymore the way that I thought I would. I think it's that, like, that nine, that 2020, he was going to win this tournament in 2020. Like, not, it just, everything was aligning. And then he went out and shot 63 on Thursday and it was like, I had a ticket. Everybody had a ticket. It was like, here we go. This is happening. And then it was COVID. So, like, I think that's... That is more of the reason I think he's going to win than anything he's actually doing on the golf course right now, which was the reason I thought he was going to win in 2020. Like, I just think he deserves it, and it would be fitting if he broke through, and he's obviously... His long form is good, but he didn't really do much at API and I don't know. He's in the mid to high 20s so that's kind of interesting too.
1: Uh, I got a couple picks for you. Top all, uh, I got three, well two top 20 picks right now that I um, am definitely on. Uh, You mentioned Adam Scott being a little bit of horse for course here. I think Sergio Garcia also very much so horse for course. So he's he's, uh, 275 plus 275 to top 20. Uh, I really like that number. I will be getting on that. And then right next to him is Mr. Taylor Gooch, who had a tough Sunday at the Arnold Palmer, but uh, I believe he had a T5 here last year. Um, his form has been pretty spectacular now for the last several months. Uh, so he is, he's plus 275 to top 20 as well. Uh, I will be on both of those. And then, um, I'm Gary Woodland. I will not. He's plus two seventy five to top twenty.
0: Dude, he is plus one ten to top forty. He's playing so good. Yeah.
1: So I don't. I I, I would never. I will never outright Gary Woodland ever. <laughs> but it's
0: why I want to outright Chris Kirk so bad. No. And I'm like I cannot. No, you're, you're
1: just throwing away money. Like, I I, I, I don't can.
0: Think he can actually
1: win. I can throw away money with the best of them, and I won't even bet Chris Kirk or Gary Woodland. I know better than that. But to top 20, he can blow that lead and still finish in the top 20. No problem.
0: I have some top 40s for you. I mentioned in plus odds that I think are good options. Johnny Vegas, I mentioned, has good history here. He's plus 160 to top 40. I think that's interesting. Keegan Bradley is a great fit. I won't bet he's plus 140 to top 40. I won't bet Chris Kirk to outright, but I sure as hell bet him plus 120 to top 40. That's all I have.
1: Awesome. Well, next week week we're going to have to become a a college basketball podcast slash golf podcast next week because we'll have have a Big Ten tournament this week. I'm very excited. Big Ten tournament and players. Same weekend. Always fun.
0: Where are Michigan and Michigan State going to be on the seed lines in the NCAA tournament? Any for that
1: I truthfully don't think it matters I give them each a game if that and if they're anything lower or higher than like a seven seed I don't even give them a game
0: they're gonna gonna be uh, Michigan's gonna be double digits seed but we can Michigan can both lose to anyone and likely beat anyone because we actually have really good players they don't play well all the time yes but we have a high potential. I would say the same for Michigan State. <coughs> Maybe slightly less. So. I was not one of the most talented teams i ever had, but
1: no, they they just can't make any mistakes the whole game, which is a tough ask out of twenty-one year olds, twenty-year-olds. So we'll see.
0: All right, that's all I got. Good luck at Sawgrass.
1: Oh yeah.